we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to ever bring you guys around me like Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. We are here for the finale of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes, our ladies with the peaches are ready to bring it down one final time before our digital, digital get down reunion. I'm here with my co-host with the mo-host. It's Armin, y'all. Let's talk about the finale. I feel like it was kind of like a finale. Not too much happened. Yeah. Um, there was one moment, though, that I thought was insanely salacious. I'm yes. sure we'll get to it, but it's yes. when Nini is on the phone with Marlo. Yes. And, well, so let's get into that, because I'll let you explain that situation. But let's let's set up what comes before that. So, yeah, oh. we, we see this red carpet moment. Kenya says that Nini's a bully and has no yeah. friends. And then we get a scene with Nini, and she's on the phone with Marlo. And uh, Nini is talking about that red carpet appearance. And uh, then she gets into how Kenya doesn't have a marriage certificate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you seen that in the tabloids? I haven't. Yeah, I me neither. Shocked. I was like, okay, that's news to me. I was like this. I've not heard that Kenya doesn't have a marriage license. Who does she think she is? Tom Schwartz? Right. Katie Maloney? She's like, the Tom Schwartz of Atlanta. You can't have a marriage license and not right. be on Vanderpump Rules. And according to Nini, I don't know if this is true. I didn't verify it. But Beyonce's marriage license has been found. Other celebrities' marriage licenses have been found. So it's it's not a question of celebrity or exclusivity. If someone gets married, I guess you can find their marriage license for whatever reason. Kenya's marriage license hasn't been found. And then she brings up the rumor that it was a sort of handshake agreement that, okay, we're going to quote unquote get married and have a baby. But then she brings up something even more salacious. And what I love is that the whole time Marlo's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stop right there. Stop right there. Um, But Nini's not going to stop. And she she brings up that, the eggs may not be Kenya's, which, by the way, who cares? Uh, but, you know, of course, Nini is pointing it out because Kenya doesn't want that to be known if it is true. If that- it is true. And, and I mean, but the thing is, is like Nini, I think, is just trying to, like, fuel the fire as Nini does. I buy about 0.2% of the, the shit that comes out of Nini's mouth. Um. Something I am buying that's coming out of Nini's mouth is Nini's new single, Honey. It is a great song. If you have not added it to your Spotify playlist or downloaded it on Apple Music, I invite you to do so at this moment. Pause this podcast. Download Honey by Nini Leaks. This is not an ad. This is just a uh, promotion. Um, it's not an ad. It's just an ad. It's an ad. Um, but it's a great song, Herman. Um, But I lost my train of thought. Um, but Nini. Yes, Nini. Um, Kenya. You don't buy uh, anything that comes out of Nini's mouth. I would counter that with, do you trust anything that comes out of Kenya's mouth? Uh, Kenya is notoriously the, deceptive. The thing is, I think I trust Kenya a little bit more. 
only for the fact that I feel like Nini will say things that are untrue just to ca- get attention and to cause drama. Whereas Kenya, for the most part, if she's saying something vile and mean, it's true. Okay, hold she's on. trying to dig at you. Literally in this episode, it's revealed that Kenya says something just to stir the pot. That is true. She invents a whole story. She fabricates many a detail just to get at, at Portia and hit at her credibility. That is true. That, that, that is literally true. happens 10 minutes after the scene we're talking about. Maybe not sta- even 10 I minutes after the scene cor- we're talking about. I stand about. corrected. I stand corrected. Sorry, I had uh, to blow up your theory there, but... No, you're fine. It happened in uh, this episode. So, my new theory. They both messy bitches who love to get their hands in shit. That's the thing. I don't trust either of them. I also don't yeah. care if Kenya didn't ma- get married. I also don't care if it's not Kenya's eggs. Um, but this is salacious because Kenya does like to sort of craft her persona. Yeah. Right? Like Nini also said... Kenya's multi-million dollar hair business that's not worth multi-millions of dollars. Um, Again, I don't know the veracity of that, but Kenya likes to have this image, and oftentimes the image doesn't match with reality. And that's been a huge critique of Kenya for years and years and years, right? I mean, I remember seasons ago, uh, all the ladies would uh, claim that Kenya was hiring her boyfriends, remember? Yeah. This isn't yeah, even actors. a new they claim. They're all actors. Right, yeah. they're all actors, right? This is sort of a repeat offense for Kenya. Um, is it true? I don't know. I don't know, but oh, it's going to cause drama. It's, I guess, unfortunate, though, that we don't have more episodes to dive uh, deeper into uh, that drama, right? Because we'll it would have been interesting if Marlo revealed reunion. that to Kenya. Right, it would have to come out in the reunion but man, if Marlo said that to Kenya, Marlo relayed that information. <sighs> Imagine Yikes. the fallout, right? Yikes. I guess we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see. Um, well, let's talk about the lie that Kenya made yep. that is revealed in the next scene, which is when Portia and Nini are getting together to talk all the tea. And Portia's like, yo, remember that story that Kenya told everyone at the March of Dimes uh, event that I had where she was like, I was Shamia's first call when Shamia's water broke. And, you know, she called me when that moment happened. Well, that was a lie. (laughs) Um, We come to find out that uh, Kenya originally, and I've seen the text messages, y'all. So if you want to check it out, Google it. It's all over the internet. Um, Kenya texted Shamia about something involving her own pregnancy to which Shamia replied that she had to go to the hospital shockingly because something felt like it was leaking or what, which to which Kenya kind of blew out of proportion in the text message, but Shamia was like, yo, no, it's fine. Everything's all good. Um, but Kenny was freaking out. So Kenya literally took this small story of her, you know, having a conversation with Shamia about something happening that wasn't supposed to happen, not her water breaking randomly with no husband around, and Kenya being the first in line, the first line of <laughs> of, of friendship to, like, help her if she was going to have this baby. No, it's all a made-up story, mm-hmm. and it made Portia freak out, and made Portia look also kind of bad in front of everyone. Yeah. I, I want to get your take of what you thought when you found this out because like i mean i was like okay typical kenya but like why is kenya trying to get under everyone's under everyone's shell i mean you've got 
Cynthia with her not not wine wine business. Yep. I mean, Kenya and Nini, we know that story's tale as old as time. Now you've got Portia with this drama. Has she done something to Candy this season? I don't even know. No, not not. not Candy. Her her uh, alliance with Candy is strong, but uh, with Tanya, Tanya, yep, not okay. Went after her man, her and her man's relationship. Yeah, so it's like, what is your deal, Kenya? She's trying to lay tracks for future seasons. I don't know. What's your take? Well, first of all, it makes sense of that scene. When we were talking about it, we both were confused, and now it makes sense because everyone was confused. It was a totally uh, fabricated story. And the fact that she could invent so many details about something that didn't happen. It's um, like borderline psychopathic. Yeah, I, w- I was literally going to say, like, if it fringes on sociopathic, um, it's, it's super crazy. Shamia handles it well. Yeah. <laughs> if you remember, she seems to confirm the story in the moment. Yeah, um, she's like, yeah, that's kind of what happened. <laughs> but... Uh, as Portia explains, Shamia didn't want to cause a scene because it was a very formal, professional event for yeah. charity, right? Yes. And the yes. president was there, and Portia was sitting next to the president. And, of course, this whole story sort of hit, at, like I said earlier, at Portia's credibility, which is super messed up. And then you, you come to find out there is zero truth. Yeah, there's zero to truth in the said. story. Yeah, Kenya literally made this up. So that's just so wild. But uh, again, it really makes sense of that scene because when you're watching it, it's very confusing. You're like, Wait, oh, really? Oh, so confusing. Yeah. That I happened? was very confused. Portia looks like very concerned and, and unaware of what's happening around her. Oh, yeah, because like she was being gaslit. Um, so so that's insane. I don't know what, what Kenya's up to. She could just be super producing. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I mean, it could just be that. It, it could just be that. Or. She's just doing Kenya things. I mean, Kenya has always done this. I mean, she has been the villain uh, a, a lot of the time. Yeah, is she just trying to, like, make up stuff and stir the pot? Like, I don't understand. And I know I know. literally 10 minutes earlier in this podcast, y'all, I was like, Kenya doesn't do this shit. <laughs> yeah, you're like, but everything Kenya says is the truth. Everything Kenya says is the truth, except for this one time where she literally lies in front of everyone at the March of Dimes luncheon, where she's not telling the truth. But no, I think she's just trying to get under everyone's skin. I feel like this is a ploy to get her on to like future seasons. Like she's like, if I cause drama with everyone, then at least one of these is going to stick. One of these ladies is staying and I'll have an end for next season. If that's her play, you go girl, whatever. This is the Kenya Moore method. Um, but yeah. Uh, but you know, it's weird. It's not really working. It's not. And I wonder if it's because it's passive aggressive. I just don't get it because for example, with her attack on Cynthia, Cynthia's like, well, that's my best friend, and I'm not going to look too deeply into it. She wasn't coming yeah. after my business, and I'm not going to ruin a friendship over it. So that didn't work if she was trying to stir the pot. And then in this case, Portia literally says to Nini, she's not my friend, and Kenya's not my enemy. So yeah. I'm I'm not going to hit back at her because it's I just don't want to escalate deal. anything here. Yeah. So... I wonder if Kenya is actually trying to stir the pot because if she was trying to, she's failing big time. Yeah, she's just being messy. It's not a good look. Maybe that's um, just who she is. Maybe like she's the type of person to just make shit up all the time or, you know, say passive aggressive shit or like try to ruin someone's business. It's just like her instinct to do so. Yeah. And she doesn't even know she's doing it because if she was trying to stir up drama, 
then then again she is failing and i would think she would rethink her strategy and go yeah. oh i should probably come at them hard not be super but passive aggressive it's it's a weird play by kenny i think kenny is trying to like find her footing back in the show because she was you know gone for a second and it's not always easy to come back and like try to play the game so i don't know i don't know we'll see what happens maybe she's just angry because of what's happening with her man um and she's taking it out on others uh it's it's weird but um very let's strange. get into let's get into the baby shower the stars born baby shower which andy cohen funnily was like on twitter he was like well my baby shower was also themed a star is born did you steal and i think he said this on watch robin's live he was like did you steal my baby shower theme and candy was like if you forgot i was in the big brother house during your baby shower so i wasn't there um so it was her own theme and there's no uh, such thing as like a search engine where you can discover um things that that happen in the world around you even if you aren't present for those things i mean <laughs> I'm kidding. Who cares? Of course there could be multiple A Star is Born themed baby showers. I bet Andy wasn't the first to have A Star is Born themed baby shower. I think he was. I think Andy invented A Star is Born themed baby showers. So Andy, Armin, Andy Cohen invented A Star is Born. He wrote the Andy script. Andy Cohen invented baby showers. I don't know if you've seen the videos and photos. Andy Cohen invented okay. baby showers. Andy Cohen invented that type of baby shower. That's for sure. Honestly, honestly, now I'm so excited to have kids because <laughs> if I could have a baby I want an Andy Cohen baby shower. I am, it's going to be so lit. It's going to be literally This is insane. so unlike you, Eddie, because I feel like you usually like to set new precedents. Like, you wouldn't want to have an Andy Cohen baby shower. You would want oh to have God. an Eddie Estrada baby shower. And I don't know bigger, what that would look gonna, like. It's going to be Andy Cohen meets, like, who even knows? It's going to be, like, carnival. Like, a, like a, it's going to be a street fair carnival um, with a lot of alcohol. It's, it's going to be Andy Cohen meets Lisa Rinna, meets, and I know this is going to be polarizing for you. Coachella? Lisa Vanderpump. I know. I know. I know, I I know you're Vanderpumpian. Yeah. I, okay, I, I know I you're not into you, her right now, but I have to tell Vanderpump you, Armin, throws a damn good party. Armin, I have to Armin, say it. Armin, I have to tell you, yeah. I watched last week's episode of Vanderpump Rules, and I was like, I want to stay at the Vanderpump suite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. I I want to go there. Well, you know, I t- I told you I'm a fan of Vanderpump. I'm not a fan of LVP. Yeah, and, and most and people LVP- probably don't understand that. And I I want to clarify for the listeners what that means is Eddie is not a fan of Lisa Vanderpump, the reality TV star, but he's a fan of her establishments. No, and it's not even like I was a fan of her as Lisa Vanderpump. I feel like LVP was this new person she became in the later seasons of Beverly Hills. Mm. Um. That just, I, it's not a person that I enjoyed anymore. And I feel like it was a very darker side of her. And it, it wasn't, and, and the way she was kind of used that persona to kind of hide on Twitter as well with all of her followers being crazy people, I didn't like that person. And I don't think that was Lisa Vanderpump. I think that was LVP. But you love her but, establishments. But I love Lisa Vanderpump. And I always will love Lisa Vanderpump, which includes her establishments. Um, <laughs> because I don't think LVP's the real Lisa. I feel like that was something, it was just a character. And I feel like her stepping away from Beverly Hills this season, I'm seeing Vander- Lisa Vanderpump again. And I'm seeing Lisa Vanderpump in 
Vanderpump Rules, which is amazing because it's funny. I mean, I, when she put the friggin' bra in Schwartz thing, I was like, that's a cute Lisa Vanderpump moment. You know well, what I mean? Well, speaking of characters. Sorry, I got into a. Sorry, this is an Atlanta podcast. <laughs> Gosh. And speaking of characters, I, I would say Mama Joyce yeah, has long been a character and a polarizing one, too, just like Lisa Vanderpump. She uh, does her own little producing this episode <laughs> when oh, she leaves shoot. out a lunchbox. She's like, uh, Candy, that's a traumatizing oh symbol that's for me. That's a traumatizing object. And uh, she tells this whole story about how this girl took her, stole her money from her uh, because she would take money to school to buy lunch because she didn't have a lunchbox. And that's when she learned not to trust other people, especially with money. Trust no bitch, especially with your staff. And that was the, you know, that, that, that was the long-standing critique of Todd from Mama Joyce. Mama Joyce believed him to be a gold digger. Right, and I guess she yes. still believes him to be one. Uh, even though, in the last couple seasons, it seemed like they were cool, right? Yeah, but not really the case. So uh, she says that, and then I guess at OLG, a very weird scene. Um, Todd was like in the front of the restaurant or whatever, and Candy and Mama Joyce were in the back, and uh, Candy just wanted Todd to come and say hi, and Todd didn't. So Mama yeah. Joyce got super pissed about it, uh, and um, to show that, she decides not to show up at her own granddaughter's baby shower, <laughs> just to get back at Todd. So weird. This this whole episode was weird, and honestly, the season's been really bizarre, up and down. I was going to say the same thing. This was very weird. Everything about this season, this finale, everything was just, like, bizarre. And I think a part the of reunion. it, Eddie, it felt too produced. Yes, like, I, I agree. I don't not believe that they have some beef, but it felt contrived at the very yeah. last second, yeah. almost literally, uh, to create uh, some tension for this baby shower. And I don't oh, dig 100%. that. No, I don't. I don't dig it either because it's like it's like there's obviously drama, but it feels like it was pushed to like happen at this baby shower. Which, of course, we see the fight between Nini and Kenya. Right. But it's like, there's really nothing else happening with anyone else. It's literally just Nini and Kenya, which is already a manufactured fight because it's like, like I said, it's like, you know, those old like monster movies where it's like Godzilla versus like whoever battles, you know, it's like the su- two like superstar monsters fighting over Tokyo or Atlanta in this case. Yeah, it was, I mean... I felt bad for Candy in this moment when it was her baby shower and she's trying to basically introduce her surrogate to her entire family and all of her yep. friends. Because what I found out in the after show is like, no one knew who this woman was until that moment. Oh. No one knew that this woman around the party hanging out with them, doing all this stuff was Candy's surrogate. They just thought she was another person at this party. And so that moment when she was going to bring her on stage and announce, this is my surrogate. It was supposed to be the first moment. And, of course, Nini and Kenya have to go to blow. Basically almost fighting each other physically. Um, On the after show, Nini said, Kenya said, well, first of all, Kenya said that she was just going to talk to Shamia. And Shamia happened to be right next to Kenya. So she had, or right next to Nini. So she had to walk behind Nini to get to Shamia. And that's why it looked like she was coming around Nini. Nini, on the other hand, was like, Kenya came for me. She came behind my back. She was coming for me. That's why I wanted to come at her and, like, 
fight with her. I trust neither of them with this story. They both wanted to fight each other and cause the attention to be all on them. Well, I think the video pretty clearly shows that uh, Kenya approaches Nini. I mean, she wasn't going for anyone else. I mean, she almost walks directly to Nini, and I believe she does kind of like tap Nini on the back or something. I mean, we're gonna have to see. I I can't remember. We need to roll the tape, but like, I don't think she. I don't think she touches Nini. I think she just comes behind Nini. Maybe she like. But she's looking directly at Nini. I don't know. Who cares? What I love about this whole thing is Marlo going, oh, I just got a Google alert. (laughs) It reminded me of one of the most iconic Google alert moments, which was with Jill Zarin in season three. Oh, my God. Jill Zarin. I forget exactly what it was about, but it was was about Bethany. And Jill Zarin's like, I think it was Jill or there could have been a Sonia. Uh, Google I've been alert moment. Season three, kind of here and there. Um, Back to Marlo. I love that she's like, "Oh, I just got a, I just got a Google alert." Um, yeah, that totally happened. And then she's like, "Oh, it says that." Whoa, Kenya! It says that Kenya calls Nini a bully and says she has no friends. This isn't real, right? This isn't real. <laughs> I just love it. I just love all the little shenanigans that they have to go through. Literally, these women are giving it to us. They're hilarious because, I don't know. I love Atlanta. I always will love Atlanta. Um, this finale wasn't the best finale I've ever yeah. seen. This season wasn't the best I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, but, you know, um, they're, where are they now all had to do with something with the quarantine. Quarantine time. Um, so Candy's getting to spend that time with her family because she has a stay-at-home order. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Portia reconnecting with, um, of course, Dennis. And they are figuring out wedding situations. But obviously, there's a quarantine, so they don't have any dates set. Um, Kenya, sadly, is getting back together with her man. They're, like, working on doing marriage counseling, which makes me so mad because this man does not want you, Kenya. He cannot deal with you. And the fact that Brooklyn still has not met her grandparents blows my freaking mind. Drop this man like no other. Um, Cynthia, it just said that she's getting ready for her wedding in the new year. Um, October 2020, 10-10-2020 is going to be her thing. Um, and then it said Eva is, um, you know, enjoying her new family life as well. Um, so it was kind of like a eh, whatever, where are they now situation because nothing's happened. It was a weird way to end the season, I felt. That's where the world is at. Yeah. Um, I would say out of a season, I'm going to give it a a 6.5, maybe a 7 out of 10. Fair enough. I think it was an okay season. Yeah, I think I agree. C minus sounds right. Yeah, it was meh. meh. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm sure whenever the reunion comes, I'm itching to podcast about it because it will be that digital podcast. quarantine reunion the first of its kind atlanta always breaking new ground with their reunions uh and if you want to make sure you don't miss that make sure you guys are subscribed to wherever you're listening whether that's soundcloud stitch or google play music itunes or spotify and send your home share it with your friends your family you can't be with them but you can be with them by listening to the same thing and talking about what we're talking about so share with your friends share with your family spread it around Share it on social media if you're there. We're at H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. That's Hot and Bravo on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Armin, where can people find you? You can find me at Armin, M-A-H, on Twitter. And I'm at Eddie underscore Strada. You can find me on 
on Instagram, Twitter, and QVC. Um, so I'm not on QVC, but I felt like that whole spiel was very QVC, QVC-esque. Like I could sell a Lisa Rinna duster tomorrow. I was going to say there was some Rinna inspo right there. I saw it. It was. Yeah. I was, I've been renovated. I think tomorrow I'm actually going to do the Lisa Rinna workout tape that I have. Uh, For the first time. For the first time. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time.